Is this bit on purpose? What? Because it's about what we're talking about today, kind of. Oh, and like life in and a pieces? roundabout way. I no. I wish I wish that it was a fake dream that I had, but you were a real asshole, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you owe me several dream apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to work on it. Okay, thanks. I don't know why we're so nasty to each other in our dreams. Maybe it's because we're why. so nice to each. Oh. <laughs> oh, you guys went different ways, different ways. No, it's because you had a cup of rice pudding. Like <laughs> <a half laughs> <hour laughs> What it usually is, is like, Liz, did you eat a green Jolly Rancher? That's why you had a nightmare. <laughs> did you drink some amount of Andre? <laughs> oh, here's the thing. That's what it was. I ate like a fistful of lemon heads. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a raccoon. No one should talk to me. Make I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm still Dan. I'm really hoping that the computer doesn't betray me deeply. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. Uh, This episode brought to you by Liz's deep fear of talking (laughs) to a customer service person about her probably busted computer. (laughs) Um, Dan, what are we talking about today? We're talking about life in pieces. And I almost said this is us because as we were talking about before we started recording, I cannot... Miss, I mispronounce these shows all the time. I know they're different. I know how they're different. But anytime I turn to my wife and I'm like, hey, do you want to watch a This Is Us? And she's like, we don't watch that show. Like, absolutely, like, we don't watch that yeah, show. In this is us. I, I, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> I have done it a thousand times. No, yeah. But, and what the listeners missed was we had a very clever bit about how if you went to watch one and watch the other, you sure would be upset so. one way or the other. Enjoy that bit, listeners. Oh, it was so good, too. But then my computer just, like, freaked the fuck out. It is what it is. Uh, But what... Okay, so what's this show about, Damon? Um, everything. No. Um, No. No. Uh, I will say it's not about the experience nothing. of anybody who is like in the like mid to lower middle class and lower. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Megan and I had this conversation the other day where you're like, they are all very wealthy. Filthy rich. Like stupidly wealthy. Even like the poor ones on the show, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, are stupidly wealthy. Yeah. Well, there was a point in like season two where like all of the like smart children were unemployed, but their spouses worked. Yeah, and somehow they were still able. And supported them full time. Like, so they were just free for like whatever, like midday hijinks. Their last name is Smart. Yeah. This is not something I took in over four seasons. Yeah, and this is still happening though. Well, so I'm not all the way through it. Spoilers on my rating. But like, (laughs) where I am, they're all still kind of unemployed. Like, they're all not unemployed anymore, but they're all basically unemployed. I mean, Heather is still unemployed. Yes. On purpose. Greg. The last that I've inventor, seen, at least Greg the ones I'm in, was away for something for like a business trip, which probably means he was in a movie. But he's still like self-employed <laughs> or something. Yeah, I think so. Like that's functionally like, you know, free yeah. in the middle of the day to do whatever you want narratively. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. And um, I think Matt's an artist. Like again, in the like <laughs> one that where I am in the show, which is not all the way cut up, and his like, wife seems to be is, holding down the well, and she indiscernible from unemployed children's so. often. <laughs> Listeners, we don't have a Patreon, but we would get one if you thought it would be something you'd like to pay to. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and didn't they, they wrote a children's book together, Colleen and Matt, right? So they, yeah, they did. Yeah. Is that her job now too? No, she no, she's has always, a job job. Yeah. Oh, she should have she's always job. had like a job seemingly in middle management of some sort in an undefined company. Yeah. And he slices up all his paintings into bookmarks to give to his family for Christmas presents. Yes. <laughs> that maybe is an episode you haven't seen yet. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> um, we should maybe do ratings. <laughs> yeah, wait. Uh, so, but the actual general plot. Yeah, let's talk oh, about It's these. about an upper class white family. In L.A. In greater Los Angeles. <laughs> and the hijinks that they get into. Over four just, short vignettes per episode. Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting because most shows work with a three-act system. It always bugs me, too, because, like, the the ad break still comes in like very weird spaces. Yeah. And it like comes in the middle of the first one and then you have like a half of one, a whole one. It bothers me every and, time. Yeah. I'm like, there are vignettes, just make a chunk. Hey, if you only need to do one, do that's one more ad break. Like Yeah, do one long one in the middle. And honestly you could probably instead of that sneak in more ad time if you just did one at the end of each vignette, but just kept it like 10 seconds shorter, but got an extra 40 seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I probably wouldn't notice. No. I tune out most commercials. Narratively, I think it would come a lot cleaner, yeah. too. Yeah. I this wouldn't be as upset about it either because I'm like, in the, I'm like, okay, this is a five minute storyline, and I'm three and a half minutes in, and you're going to put a, you're going to put an ad here. Like, just finish it. How hard is that? That's the kind of thing that always used to bug me real hard when I was a kid was that, like, I would, I would see the clock and know how close it was to 5 p.m., and yet all that would take a commercial break at, like, 4.55, and I was like, you're not coming back with another sketch. Why are you bothering to come back at all? Just say goodbye. To, to send the show out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like SNL thank Lauren Michaels and like, <laughs> yeah. Miley Cyrus has to tell everybody how good a time um, she had. What? Oh, my brain just broke. Oh, I'm you just okay? Gonna talk about something. Oh no, I always loved it with um, like Hanna Barbera cartoons where they fit they fit the perfect like twelve minute arc. Like yeah, they ha- would have two 12 minute arcs. And Is then, our like, podcast just a long lead up to Damon starting his Hanna Barbera podcast? It should be. I keep trying to convince them to do it. I'm afraid the market's saturated. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just you looking for, a, like, the, look, everyone can always say the thing that you're trying to say, but they're not going to say it how you're going to say it, and they're not going to take the Listen, the McDonald's is not the first one to make a hamburger. Exactly. Yeah, that's They true. just figured out a good way to do it, arguably. To make it real cheap <laughs> and real fast. <laughs> and then, yeah, so just make a cheap, fast version. Cheap and that's fast. That's what people want like, in their hamburgers and in their podcasts. And their Hanna-Barbera and, cartoons. And their Hanna-Barbera cartoons, you know? <laughs> So anyway, coming this fall. <laughs> but I did love, um, like, in Dexter's Lab and stuff, where they would have, start with an ad, like, full 12-minute arc ad, Second 12-minute arc. arc. Yeah, SpongeBob even did that for yeah. a good long while, which was yeah. great. I think it's a good, like, it's great for the kids' TV. I think it's also, like, with kids' TV, like, you were, like, dissuaded from, like, interrupting the show. I was about to say, if you leave for, for an ad, time. they come back, and they have completely lost the premise well, of, I like, also think that it's if like, SpongeBob is in the middle of hijinks, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> I think there also used to be rules about, like, you can't, like, can't you directly can't advertise the ad with being a part of the story there are actually a bunch of rules about how you're able to advertise to kids like very specifically so that they like have to know it's an ad and all this and they put all these restrictions in place and it still works it still does because well one is that like they said some study that kids don't recognize uh they can't discern like if someone is telling them the truth or not until they're like eight or nine years old like in ads 
So. Oh boy, I've been terrible to a lot of children yeah. who I've lied to, assuming they Quit knew. Lying. <laughs> You're like, I've got your nose. And if you ever want to <laughs> see it again. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> and at night I steal your teeth. <laughs> give you money. A demon comes in and gives you money for your teeth. <laughs> we just watched the um, Power of Grayskull documentary Ugh. on oh, Netflix. Oh, great. It's awesome. Like, you should check it out. All it, right, deal. Like, that was 100% like before my time and like not at all like for me. He-Man? But He-Man. Yeah, yeah but I it's love just it so like, much though. Uh, I watched it recently when it came on Netflix. Oh, I didn't realize that. But um, it's very interesting to like see like the progression of like uh, how it came about and what all they wound up doing with it as like the world changed to fit them almost. And how it like, was just originally to sell toys. Oh my gosh, that's the, the best part. They're all like, I don't know, we use, we, <laughs> the one guy's like, yeah, I came up with this guy and I called him she, he man. And then I came up with the guy underwater and I called him sea man and that didn't stick around <laughs> for very long. <laughs> but they're all like bewildered that this all worked and they're like, yeah. Somehow. Well, yeah. He's a barbarian with a sword and no clothes fighting like laser gunships for some reason that no one quite explains. No, and then they made a movie out of it with Frank fucking Langella, <laughs> who took the role very seriously, according Honestly, to his interviews. he's the best part. Like, it, he sells it like it was like the greatest role he ever played. He was like, I was very sexy back then. I had done a lot of work on my own body, but they didn't want sexy. They wanted powerful, so I let myself go. <laughs> like, what? Also, what producer or casting director was like, actually, we're not looking for sexy. We're Could looking you? for powerful because we have a very clear vision of what this is going to be. <laughs> Did not seem like a very good production at all. Uh, all the bit about the movie is just as if they were like chiseling away the greatest piece of art that ever was. It was and always like, here. We were just revealing it from the marble. Exactly. <laughs> it's so Which, like, I've never watched that movie, but I know that it was a nightmare. Yeah. And, like, bad, a bad time was had by all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that movie is not what we're talking about. No, so no not at all. Not. We're talking about, like, pieces, <laughs> a, reg, a kind of down-to-earth, comparatively, TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like Modern Family if it was funny. done better. Yeah. <laughs> Modern Family was good. In, and in vignettes and better. And yeah, nobody was mean to each other. Everybody was mean to each other. Less diverse. And yeah, still less and diverse. And yet somehow, yeah, Dang. they took a show that was not very diverse and made it yet less. <laughs> yeah. Colleen is the closest person of color because she's Latina? Yeah. End of list. End of list. End of list. Cheeto, and arguably. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I think the next most significant characters are their neighbors. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't even... She better not be using my shell soaps. So. I don't even see those. characters have names. Yeah, you, you know? see like, those people, like, twice in a, twice a season, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they are delightful characters, though. I really love the Meyer Lemon. I'm not wondering if I got, like, incepted by the alt-right or something. <laughs> where they're like, you know how they made this kind of bad, slightly diverse show? It's better when it's all white. It's better when it's all like, white just people. just took that and, like, where has that bled into my life otherwise? Well... Life in Pieces, the I show by the alt-right. Here's a ben quick Shapiro test. Um, how do you feel about tiki torches and polo shirts? <laughs> I like neither. I'm going <laughs> to stop you both right now. <laughs> and we're going to take this in another direction. <laughs> Great, go ahead. This is why Damon's yeah. here. What's your rating, Damon? We're talking about Nazis too much on this show. <laughs> um, I love this show. Yeah, you um, do. We love it so much. I... Uh, so my parents put this on when we were home for Thanksgiving last year, 
or the year before. More than that ago, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought it was, and it was the Thanksgiving special, I think, from season two. Did and you see I that thought one? it was the most delightful thing on the face of the planet. Oh, and like, so funny. Um, we. If, yeah, so hard. If anybody out there has not seen this show at all, it's on Hulu. Yeah, it is it's on, on, it's on Hulu. My wife and I are watching. And it on. Uh, the that is a great intro episode. I feel like because everybody gets a bit, and it's the max amount of funny you'll get. Yeah, um, but it. I just found it delightful. I've probably honestly, you know, it's like it was two seasons on Hulu. Like when I found it, and I probably binged the whole thing twice before. I got more of it. It's so. your Parks and Rec of like, you put it on when you're doing something else. Yeah. It's a very easy just to like let it play. And it's vignettes. So like if I get through three of them, I shut it off and I go do something else, you know, like, so, um, all that to say, I think I would probably put this at like, uh, an eight for me right now, just mostly off of recency. That's um, fair. I do have a lot of the new season to catch up on just cause I've been busy, but yeah. Gonna say, uh, new and final season. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. Uh, my rating. Uh, I live with you, and I like the show, uh, and I watch it three quarters of the of the times that you are watching it, because mm-hmm. the other times I'm not home. So I'll give myself a seven. Okay. That's my rating. I'll give myself like a five, because it's a thing I've now seen most of, but I have not finished. But it is a thing I like quite a bit, and have seen it very. The things I have seen, I have seen very recently. Uh, and a thing I very much will finish and will probably go back and rewatch. I don't know if I'll like Golden Gate Bridget, but I will at some point in my life watch it. Golden Gate Bridget? As soon as I get to the end, you start over at the beginning. Oh, you're, It's like how yes. they paint it. <laughs> oh. I thought you meant just like, like you get to the one end of the Golden Gate Bridge and you go back to the other side because the only thing on the other side is like where the apes go at the end of Planet of the Apes. I was just thinking of Full House. Ah. <laughs> uh, well it's none of that what i mean is i will probably finish it go on to other things and And then then come back and paint i will probably do what damon does and like at some point i will put on the first episode because someone i like i'm like oh you should watch the show here's a couple we'll watch the first two or three while we're hungover then you've stayed at my place or something and then (laughs) i'll be hooked and watch the whole thing yeah that has happened not an insignificant amount of times where we throw a party where somebody from out of town stays the next morning we're all hungover and i'm like Oh, well, I'll just put on like the first couple episodes of 30 Rock and then I'm like, well, well now I'm we in are. for all of them. <laughs> uh, this person goes away and never thinks about it again. Yeah, and I, I'm however, watching this series for the seventh time. Yeah, I'm chained to this rock. I really love how Damon's parents happen to like, like they take delight in the fact that we love this show very much because they gave it to us. And there's like another show that they... It is not the way that normally goes. No, not at all. Where like I go to my parents' house and they're like, Hey, do you want to watch The Modern Family with us? And I'm like, like no, no, no. Please, God, no. Oh, you know what's the quintessential parent show for all parents for that? The Big Bang. Like- <laughs> is that what you were going to say? I'm going to have to bleep that out because this is my mom's favorite show. Yeah, well, it's every parent's favorite show. <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. It's at best fine. Uh, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I know. I, I don't think I like it. I don't think I like it. Cause the more I watch it, the less I like it. So yeah. I have to not watch it because then when they're watching it, I can be like, I'll be reading a book over here, but it's fine. It's in the background. And if I actively watch it, I will lose it. Yeah. I prefer when my mom tells me the funny bits because like 
most of the time watching the show is just Sheldon saying nasty things and then the laugh track happening and you're like, without the laugh track, this is just an abusive man yelling at his supposed <laughs> yeah, it's friends. it's kind of a dystopian <laughs> show without the laugh track. Yeah, with the laugh track, it's even more dystopian. Could, could you imagine if that was like your life and you could hear the people laughing when someone was <laughs> nasty to you like that? They said some joke about you wearing glasses and everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. You're like, Am I that way? <laughs> Everyone's a monster, but me? I wish that like every sitcom. Am I wrong? I wish that <laughs> no, every the like children who are wrong. Multicam sitcom would have one episode where just like a normal person wanders through like their daily lives. <gasps> what is and this? And are just like completely emotionally destroyed by like the way that these people are talking to them. Yes, I would pay to watch that. I would pay to watch. Uh, what's that TV? There was a a movie about like parents getting stuck in TV shows that were sent from. It was like a TV from hell. It's a bad movie. John Ritter's in it, I think. Mm. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Yeah. It was a one of those niche movies that was on HBO, the like 10 minutes that we had it for every say, month. If John Ritter's in it, it either means that it is two very beloved sitcoms or <laughs> stuff that no one has ever seen. Like, I'll guarantee you it wasn't two very beloved sitcoms. Uh, <laughs> uh, nope. 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 It was one of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like trapped trying to outwit the devil and the devil's got a TV set that they're in and, and they're on all these like horrific, horrific game shows that like can't be stopped this until they die. Do you have bells. any idea what time period we're thinking about? 80s? Because I'm on his IMDb, but it's... Early 90s at the latest, I think. Okay, that, that does eliminate quite a bit. Now I'm just going to have to go based on what the name <sighs> might be and... Well, he was in Noises Off. Yeah. That's a good movie. I love that movie. It's a good play. I love that play. It's an expensive play. Because you got to see the front and the back. Dan's just scrolling. I'm just John Ritter was in a thousand things. He was. And the thing is, again, I don't know. So if the name is obvious, I'll know. But otherwise, I just won't. It's not. It's not. It's not you bet your life. It's like something like Devil TV or something (laughs) stupid. Prey TV. Prey TV? Oh, there is Prey TV. It's a TV movie. I don't think it's Let's that. Let's find out what Prey TV is about. Is it Prey with an A or an E? A newly ordained a. minister accepts a summer job with a TV evangelist. Can I tell nope, you it's that not that one? It. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember it directly alluding to God. <laughs> I think it's like something was like... Was it a TV movie or was it a movie It was movie? a movie movie, I'm pretty sure. Because there are a lot of TV movies on to here. To be fair, back better. then you couldn't really tell the difference. No, you can't. The, so. the film quality is the same. John Ritter was in Skin it. Deep? No. Mm, nope. All right. We should. Well, I'll, I'll put it in the show Hold notes. On. Everybody pause here. That's where Liz just edited in whatever this movie was. <laughs> be like, hey, everyone, it's this. <laughs> it drove me insane, but I finally know. Here I am. Uh, this is good because normally when I say I'm going to edit something in that requires me to record something, I never ever do it because it's so much set up to get the mics back out. But I'm I have a audio book that I'm going to start recording, so I'll just uh, record it on a way better mic in a totally different room. <laughs> You'll hear what this could have sounded like <laughs> if, if we, we paid tried. a bit more money and had a studio <laughs> instead of our dining room, our dining area. <laughs> so where's the money in this? <laughs> So we're going to talk about a specific episode. Life we're in Pieces is the show about, we're talking about. Yes, this is us, exactly. <laughs> to, to be clear, to be clear, it's Joan of Arcadia we're talking about. <laughs> we're going to talk about season two, episode 10. Uh, and they're, so they're pro- their names, if people don't know them, are all like 
four words that it, one, each one each oh. refers to one of the vignettes. So I was going to say the episode title, and then I was like, that this main means nothing. Sounds like it's, word salad. It's musical motel property bingo. But okay. like each one of those is a thing that happens in the episode. Okay. Musical motel property bingo. That sounds like a random generated password. It does. Right? Yeah, not a good one. Oh, man, those... <laughs> Actually, not a bad the idea. The whole series Don't do like, it now because we yeah. just called it out. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> but there are a lot of episodes, so even still. Yeah. Yeah. Start in the middle, work your way around. Mix your mix, mix and match. Pick your Shuffle. favorite stories from all the different characters. Oh, yeah. Watch yeah. four of them and then like pick the vin- the best vignette from each of them. Yeah. Anyway, we probably get... Probably get past most IT security requirements. You probably have to put a number yeah, in an exclamation point. Yeah, number and an asterisk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, so specifically in this episode, the vignette we're talking about is uh, property. Tyler. Uh, yes, property. Oh, okay. Property. Tyler, who is one of the family's sons. The what is he, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, something like, like that? He's freshly leaving high school. I think it's worth talking about structure really quick. It is a... Uh, grandmother and father, their three children and spouses, and those children's children. So what? three generations of a family. And the children are all of like child age. Yeah. The oldest Infant is Tyler. To well, there's a, a grandparents, yeah, they're in probably their sixties or seventies, yes. give or take. The kids are all adult. Forties and fifties. Thirties. Thirties and forties. Thirties and forties. Do you think so? Yeah. I guess Jen and As written, not like the yeah, not the, the actors. Yeah. It's like how TV doesn't know what teenagers look like. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then all of the kids, one family has like uh like eleven through teen, another one has a newborn. And a and a well, and then later seasons Spoiler, infant and toddler. Yeah, that's infant fine. And, toddler. Yeah. Yeah. and then no kid yet. I don't know. I don't think so. Not not yet. Not in the show. Well, no. but they never mind. Oh, like, remember right, the last something? one we watched? They, there's no kid yet. Yeah. There's no kid yet because the they had a surrogate and it didn't work out. Oh. That sounds very sad, but it's funny. Okay. <laughs> it's not This Is Us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one when I was crying a ton. Um, Crockpot took that baby. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just put it inside itself and wandered away. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what happens. Um, so in the property part of this, Tyler, who is 18 or so. Just about, I'd just say. Just post high school, I think is what you're led to believe. Yeah, yeah, because at one point they like want him to go to college and he wants to be in a band and there is like a, a <laughs> hubbubaloo over that. So like, I think he's 18, 19, give or take in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, and his, uh, disproportionately attractive wife who he married very young, <laughs> uh, Clementine, his reasons. sex idiot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Clementine, exactly. <laughs> They uh, buy a tiny house, um, and the premise is by opening up ten new credit cards. And I have thoughts about this oh, okay. that I want to talk through. Okay, good, good. I was I was thinking about this in terms of like just like property ownership and like how um, you. I was watching. This is John Oliver, maybe about the like mobile homes situation that like you don't own the land your mobile home is on, Correct. and so like the people who run it. the park can like really fuck you over, and often do, and often do, and they like teach seminars on how to fuck people over. And I was like, I wonder if that sort of thing happens with people with tiny houses too. But I guess generally you have to own the property, or you have parents who own the property. Yeah, in this case, they wind up putting it in their parents' backyard begrudgingly. Um, but I mean, you can own your. Uh, your property under your mobile home too, though you just normally don't in a park. So like this is, I I would imagine the same thing, 
not what we were going to talk about. I'm happy to, but like <laughs> you can either own the land or rent it. Oh, okay. Or I guess be out in the woods somewhere and just find land that no one's Take what you claim, claim to. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, pos- yeah. possession is nine-tenths of the law, Damon. Do you ever hear about that bunny man? This is a spooky thing. You ever hear about the bunny man? The bunny man? Yeah. The thing from Virginia? Yeah. I yeah. have not heard about this. I want to. I'm going to tell you honestly, starting with calling it the bunny man <laughs> is not a good spooky start. It, I am generally uh, not frightened by bunnies. Worse. <laughs> well... No, you shouldn't be frightened by bunnies. Maybe you should be frightened by a Python. tall man wearing a bunny suit wielding an axe. Okay, yeah. I'm sufficiently scared. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm out. No. I'm, out. I'm way out here. <laughs> to be clear, I think in the original story, it's not like mall Easter bunny bunny suit. I think it is like a suit made of, of bunnies. bunnies. Uh, <laughs> it says something about Dan's brain that he went... He, that's immediately where he went to. And then oh. he was having an internal debate while you guys were talking about which one of those is actually scarier. I gotta say, yeah. a like soiled Easter bunny suit is yeah, scarier. Is, I <laughs> honestly think scarier. Because where did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. didn't buy that. I can write the story of how you, you killing all those bunnies and yeah. making a suit out like, of Yeah, like, okay, you live in the woods. There was a time in history yeah. where like that was a perfectly acceptable practice and maybe you've got like nostalgia for it. I gotta say, yeah, that's probably but, what uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's costume in The Revenant was made out of, so... Could you imagine if he was in a specific Easter bowl, bunny but suit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting eaten by a bear seems a lot less scary. But no, this guy like lives in the woods it's less, somewhere. It's less scary, it's just nature. <laughs> Bears eat rabbits. Bears eat rabbits. And he was a giant Woman rabbit looking super juicy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's this spooky guy who lives in the woods, and like when people get too close to his house that no one's ever seen, he like runs at them and with how an do axe. Know it's there? Well, he says, "Get out of my property." <laughs> you don't know his house, though. No, it's true. He could just live in the woods. Well, I think it's like uh, I know that it's associated with like a specific bridge, and like he is like He's sighted around the bridge. Yeah, I don't know. Billy Goat's Scruff. Yeah, it's some combination. I think there is like a. There's like a small little sand grain of truth in there somewhere. There's probably a spooky man in the um, woods. But like, I think it's one of those things that's just been churned by the mill like endlessly yeah. for spook. Do you think it so. has anything to do with that? Like the stories of all those kids who get abducted in the woods and carried away by a big burly man? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't think so. Because I think this happened. This happens like in like suburban Virginia now. Oh, what? Like, yeah. That bunny man need to get his territory straight. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like in the middle. Like when you encroach on their territory, <laughs> they pick out of our trash cans. That's why you see coyotes in Wrigley Field and weird bunny men in suburban Virginia. <laughs> but I do think that like it, when it started, it was like semi-rural, and now that bridge is in like the middle of the suburb. Oh, but they still see like, the bunny man occasionally, like as the myths like go. as the myths do say. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, anyway, that. Yes, this is what we're talking about this episode. Just the bunny man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not sure where that tangent came from. I really lost from. the plot on that one. Yeah, yeah. I did too. <laughs> but anyway. We're talking about renting mobile home uh, property oh, or versus buying it. And in somehow, the woods somewhere. Yeah. Claim your property. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. So before Liz took us away with the libertarian bunny man. <laughs> libertarian bunny man. He don't believe in hospitals, but he do believe in Easter. <laughs> um, but only culturally. So, <laughs> Let's go it's with a secular holiday. I or my family own a piece of land and I buy a tiny home. Yes. <laughs> what happens next, Dan? Well, actually, well, what I want to talk cards. about yeah, is, is, is the purchasing of it by these 18-year-olds. Sure. Yeah. Because they say they open up 10 credit cards to buy it. 
So first I wanted to see if that was reasonable. So I averaged out the price of, eh, let's call this, how many did I average? 30 eight, to 40. Eight tiny homes. Oh, okay. Um, no, though, get ready for a couple episodes here. It's getting a little nuts. I'm okay. so excited. Um, so I, I found eight, and they ranged anywhere from like... Four and a half thousand to one was like forty thousand, but a lot of them were in. Most of them were somewhere in like the ten to twenty. Okay. Range yeah. ten to twenty-five. I was 25. about to like scoff at forty thousand. That's still only like a tenth of what you might expect to pay for a house in some places. Right. So that's yeah. fine. And that one was swanky, which is weird to say about tiny homes, but it's this one. How tiny oh. is? Th- how big is that tiny home? It's hard to say because I have them all as thumbnails, but it's like got. Nice windows and a little balcony. It's like a thing. I mean, by definition, I think a tiny home has to be something like 250 square feet. What? That seems so too like, small. Some of those tiny homes we've been seeing on Tiny House Hunters has been like, first of all, a delightful show, have been like 750. Yeah, this one's 320. This one's 12 by 20. This one's 12 by 8, 14 by 20. So they're all relatively tiny. This one's 168. Yuck. Too small. But I think if it's like, if it's on like a flatbed trailer, it's like 180 to like 250 square feet. Yeah. I guess if you can move it around, it's got Like the one in the show, I think. So yeah, the yes, one in the show is, yeah, I mean, it's in a backyard and it is teeny tiny. Yeah. I've seen tree houses bigger. So anyway, it averaged out to be $22,800. Okay. For the average tiny home. <sighs> Do you think that's a good investment? Not really. Probably not. Yeah. But I mean... It sort of feels like buying a car. It really depends on your situation, I suppose. But like, I don't see a way in which it appreciates, right? Because like regular houses, you own the land and the land can become more valuable. And like, you can do things to upgrade, you know, increase the value of the home. But oftentimes it's not the home that's getting more valuable, right? It's the property underneath it. Sure. Not always, but you know, in theory, if you could buy a new construction or a not new construction next to each other and equal size lots, you generally buy the new construction. Not everybody's that way. Some people like the old timey feel and what have you, but like in general. <laughs> I was going to say, I really love how my walls crumble apart like old lady skin. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? So like it tends to be newer things in it established is... neighborhoods are more expensive than the older buildings sure. in, the, yeah. in the neighborhoods, right? So a lot of times you're buying the property. So with it being having no property... I can only really see it depreciating as it gets normal wear and tear and dings in it. And it's also a thing that's like expensive in terms of the average day. You don't spend $22,000, but it's not expensive in the grand scheme of life in terms of like retiring and buying homes and like some of the big, big, big things in your life. So like it seems like if you were rich enough to afford this, you wouldn't be poor enough to have to buy it used. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it I does. don't know who no the one's market buy is off of you. who can't scramble up 20, but can scramble up 10. Sure. You know what I mean? It either feels like 10,000 is a ton of money for you and you can't afford it. No judgment there. Sure. Or 20,000 is not that steep for this thing you want. And you get it new into your specifications. Right. And you get something kind of specific to you. It seems weird to me that you're like, oh, I can easily do 15, but 20 is just totally out of reach for me. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I never thought about it like that. Because, I, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine who would want to buy a used tiny house. Let alone if you borrow money to do it, too. Like, because then you're just spreading out that, like, right. that demand on your finances, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're taking 
a normal mortgage on a $20,000 thing. You're paying pennies to keep it, you know, to, like, put the money back into it. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you, you'd probably just get a personal loan. Well, yeah. 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 Because, but, like, they're not going to write interest rates low enough. Like, yeah, it was not, you couldn't do a mortgage on this just because, like, the amount of, the payment would be ridiculous over the number of years, and, like, the amount of interest they'd make is not worth their time, frankly. Yeah. Um, well, dang. Okay. So this this show's official stance is tiny homes are dumb. <laughs> I did not say that. I think that's what we said. I said tiny homes are not an investment. I'm pretty sure we said tiny homes are dumb. Many things you spend money on you will never recoup, but can be worth the money. That's true. And if you're going to like go be a traveling person or a person who just like has a bunch of land and takes up not much space, or, yeah. or do you just want to live in your family's backyard consensually? Yeah, you travel a ton and you don't need a big home base. I mean, any of that's fine. Just like don't. I wouldn't buy it with the idea of like, well, when the neighborhood turns over, Margaret, we'll be able to like sell this for double. Like probably not. I also get really annoyed when like the tiny house hunters show. They're like us and our six children are going to and like three on the way are going to move into this <laughs> house with just a balcony. <laughs> like, where are you going to I would want to talk to somebody who's been in a tiny home for a while because these seem like things that are a slow burn. Yeah. Where they're like a thing that you think you're going to like for a long time. And you will, but when it turns, it's going to turn hard. And there's no going back. Like, one day, you're going to get smacked by the bed that's also a wall, that's also a table, that's also your washing machine. That'll be the day you burn it down. And that is the day that you, like, walk away and never come back. (laughs) See, like, I don't believe the hype on the, like, 250 square foot, like, my bed is my dining table type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I can 100% believe, like, being retired and living in... A four hundred square foot place where like I was gonna say, and at that everything point, has its place, and like uh, you know, it's just like one bed, one bath, and I just have a, a garden outside that I tend to like. But it's like it has a time and a place in your life, and like I don't know, like yeah, the types of people that I that I watch on Tiny House Hunters, like getting into these places, like there are people that are like, oh, this is gonna be a great thing for you to do for three years, and then there are people that are like, this is a mistake. Yeah, this yeah. is a clear and mistake. There are no one else on that show. And a lot of the time <laughs> when I see people people going to buy tiny houses, I'm like, I think what you really want is an apartment. Like, yeah. you just want a small place, and that's fine. And if you in get a this, nice area. Yeah, like, it's a small place in a nice area that someone else keeps up for you, and you don't have to like put in the money to like live there forever, and you can leave when you're done. Get an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree that, like, I think the world, I think the world, I don't know, is turning, and I hope it is a little bit, like, away from space for space's sake. Yeah. Like, there was a while with the McMansion craze and everything where it's like, if you're a family with two, three kids, you don't need eight bedrooms. I wouldn't know what to do with that. And it's a lot to keep clean. It's just like... A lot of them would become ghost bedrooms. (laughs) Yeah, like, I can understand wanting more space as you need more space. But I'm with you, Damon. Like, the amount of space you need at the time of your life that you need it. And, like, I don't ever understand the idea of owning a big house just to own a big house. The only exception I will say is my uh, grandmother-in-law, I guess. My wife's grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. has a house that is really conducive to entertaining and has a lot of big entertaining rooms. And that's like the family house. Like every holiday is always there and has always been there. They, they have the original deed from the Indians for that land. Like wow, they like everybody goes in that house and like that, I will say is really cool, but it is also three bedroom. 
It's just like oh, it's just like uh, a lot of space. But for actually, they have like put be. additions on the house because it's on two lots. So like they have this huge screened-in porch and this huge like living room. So it's like oh. they have a lot of like good entertaining space. See, that's the kind of priorities I feel like. Yeah, like people when they were making all these McMansions just thought space was a good idea. But like you're right, like having those spaces that are on purpose for that thing you know that you care very much about. Yeah. When everybody's yeah. like, I want a formal dining room. Like, you do not. You want a place to put your laundry. <laughs> like, yeah. When do you use it? How often does the Pope come over? Yeah. Never. Well, Sorry. A lot of, like, the math on those McMansions was done out of, like, well, what did old-timey, like, rich people homes, like, oh, yeah. have? And it's yeah, like, there's a well, lot of, old-timey like, rich people houses need, like, eight bedrooms because they, they also wind up supporting... Staff. Like they have staff and they wind up supporting like their like third cousins in the same yeah. home. Yeah. And it's like you and your like middle class American family. Yeah. Are you gonna have a ward? Then <laughs> yeah. you don't need another bedroom. Your upstairs upstairs, downstairs situation where you and the rest of the Crawley family uh do your Downton Abbey impressions. Yeah. It's just it's still <laughs> like in Naperville, there's all types of homes like that in certain areas, and you just drive past and you're like, Do you have twelve children? Then why do you own this home? Yeah, what's up with this? What uh, do you do with it? Yeah, and then you like watch like My Mormon Family on TLC, and they're rocking like a four bedroom place with like six people to a bedroom. <laughs> you just stack <laughs> them like, like boxes. <laughs> they put them in space bags every night. They hot rack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's got there's a like night shift. Like living on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> he stokes the fire all night long. <laughs> uh, thanks for going on that tangent with me too. <laughs> That was at least slightly more relevant. <laughs> it was a little bit so more Dan, related than the bunny man. Why should I not take out well, eight actually, first of all, cards? Can you card get? Cards? So that's the couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, I want to compliment this show, actually. Oh. Because $22,000, $23,000, over 10 cards, assuming they were all maxed out, which you would think they would have opened, maxed them all out, otherwise they would have just opened one big one. Sure. Is about twenty-two dollars to $2,300 per card. For a presumably kid with no credit history, right, since they're 18, 19, uh, or kids, I should say, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. I feel like a most starter credit cards have somewhere between like a one and $3,000 limit. Um, and the terrible thing is it's like a gentrification thing. If your parents have accounts at the bank, I'm sure they look, and if they have nice size accounts, then they give you a higher limit, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, Let's gross. not get into all this, the evil and wrong <laughs> and Everything stickiness. Everything is gross. <laughs> yeah, well, because then your credit score is based on how much of your limit you use. So then, Are you saying that like wealth is like systemic and based on and factors other than broken. your own bootstraps? Yeah, the credit, system, <laughs> the credit system especially, in my opinion, is incredibly racist. But Make um, Believe Money, the show where we talk about the delightful filth on top of the <laughs> <laughs> meters the and meters of cream on top of the... <laughs> Society milk. Oh, gross. Society milk. <laughs> Society milk is our merch store. <laughs> Go there and buy the nothing that is. Go buy nothing. Buy the filth cream on top of it. Ugh. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I thought that was, the show did a pretty good job that they would probably, so, now to, could they open it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, if you already, like, so the maybe they could get the first is, one. See, that's the thing, is it really depends on how fast they did this. <laughs> how many bigs can we hit up in one day? Uh, honestly, that's what they would have had to do. Or the internet, I guess. The yeah. idea is, yeah, but then they don't get there for a little while. Oh, sure. Even, and they so, can get turned down in the meantime. Right. See, one of the things that affects your credit rating is what's called inquiries. It's how many people have checked your credit in recent days, which is kind of bullshit for a lot of people. But the reason being, the logic being, if 
Liz said, hey, Dan, I'm happy to loan you two grand. And then Absolutely not. she might be like, yeah, I think he's good for it. Although it'd be a gift because we've established we've that established on the show. Just don't loan money to your friends. <laughs> no, you're giving you're them a the gift. Idea. If you're going to loan me two grand, you might be like, okay, Dan's good for it. But then if you found out I also just asked Damon for five grand, you might be like, uh, I don't know if you're good for seven, right? Yeah. So like credit inquiries are just a way for one bank to tell all the other banks like, hey, they've asked to borrow some money from us. So just be aware of how much they might be borrowing in total. If someone's trying to like go out quick and get a lot, a lot of money. So in theory, in this day and age, those would all appear like basically instantaneously. instantaneously, but maybe you could argue they take like a day to show. So they might have literally just like run from bank to bank and each opened five of these. But in theory, they couldn't probably because each one would hit their credit rating and because they have probably established no real credit history, then it would tank their credit pretty quickly. Like inquiries have less impact on somebody who has seven years of borrowing history because they have a lot more like knowledge about you and actual real, do you pay back knowledge? Yeah. And inquiries become a smaller part of your credit rating. Cause they're like, eh, they got it. They happens. got checked for a couple of things, but yeah. they paid things back for seven years. That seems like more important data, but if they don't know anything about you and all they know is that you just went and tried to get five credit cards. They're going to be like, yeah, that doesn't seem like a great idea. Mm, I'm going to go with no. Um, isn't there, uh, like, um, I know with uh, at least uh, inquiries against, like, housing, that there are, like, windows sometimes because you're shopping around for rates. That is true for things that you shop around for rates. So Not credit, cards credit cards don't really happen. Okay. Huh. Uh, cars to a certain extent, houses for sure. Um, I'm sure there's some other ones. Credit cards tell you their deal up front before you sign up. But that's what I'm saying. That's why there's no like, there's no like window. I don't have to go bank to bank and say like, Hey, how much for the the mortgage that I want to take out for this place? You know? Right. Yeah. Where that you actually do shop. Interesting. Yeah. So now to how they've ruined their lives. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty thoroughly, I would imagine. (laughs) Uh, so the average, and I just used 2018, the average interest rate on a new offer for a credit card is 19%, a little over 19%. It would be lower if Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders capped that, which they're talking about doing. Ah, bless them. I, I need to, I might donate to her campaign. I, I'm such a sucker for a policy wonk. No, They never so win, great. but I love them. I know, she's not gonna, but I, come on, you know, like, bless her. She's just a practical-minded woman I just, like, with common-sense opinions. I'm the person who actually like reads the policies. I'm like, yeah, do yeah, that. absolutely, please. If I had the money to burn, I would have donated like seven campaigns by now. I know. Yeah, that's so, fair like, enough. Every yeah. time I think about it, I hear something about like somebody else, and I'm like, ooh, and you're like, you're maybe that. great, too. Which I guess that's and nice. And then I hear about Biden. You know, and then there's Biden. And then I, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I turn around. You're like, hey, Biden. Uh... Maybe not. Ooh, you know, if you if you'd stopped, I think everybody would have fonder memories of you. I'm not even. I don't even look at polls until after the first debate. When no, I think he's actually polling pretty well, which is a little is. disappointing. Yeah. But like, well, that's what I'm saying is like until oh, they you actually, mean like until they actually start talking to each other, I'm not gonna look at like what the public thinks about anybody. Damon's marked the Democratic debates on our calendar. Yeah, so that's cool. a that's a. Fun I do date a little night. watch party with you guys. Oh yeah, come on. I mean, it's a date night. no, I it's just say date night. night, but that was in quotation marks. Is in like that's our I mean, like gonna there's be. there's gonna be two nights of debates the first time around. So <laughs> that's true. One night yeah. for date night, one night for friend night. One sexy debate and one friend debate. <laughs> friend debate. Moving on. <laughs> Your friend debate. He's a master debater. 
Send me that. <laughs> How long would it take back to pay? How long would it take to pay back twenty three thousand uh, dollars on a nineteen percent credit card? Um, so each one's monthly payment at at nineteen percent and about twenty three hundred dollars would be about ninety one bucks. Okay. Oh, okay. Each one of them, though. Each one of them. And you'd so pay it over $910. Yeah, it's $914 a month. A month. Yes. Oh. Uh, Which is you'd right. You'd pay it over 106 months, so about almost nine years. Jesus Christ. If you were, pay- if you were paying the minimum. Uh, and it would cost you all in about $36,500. So about 50% in interest, if that makes sense. I'm sorry. What was the original price of the house? Twenty two eight. Okay. And they, you pay about thirty six five. And they totally should have just gotten a personal loan. That would have been way better if yes. they could have. I guess that's the problem. Is those no are a little bit loans. harder to get. No, they're not. They're no, not nobody gives them. They're just a little bit harder to get because they're. I mean, credit cards are with no credit too. History. But like, yeah, is that's really the issue? Is they're they're you need to be a little bit more. They also ask more questions about like what you're using it for. Sure. It's like credit cards is accepted to use it as just like transactional personal loans. They tend to just not be like, because if the answer is, oh, I can't afford to buy all my stuff, they're like, then how are you going to pay this back? Personal loans, they tend to be like, oh, you need to get like the foundation of your house fixed and then you'll take out some equity. That's fine. Or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. okay. So $36,000 over the next nine years, which to your point, you got exactly what I was saying. Just pay rent in an apartment. Yeah. I mean, it is LA, but... Well, they have them there. Plus, if there's two of you willing to share a bedroom, get a roommate, and you can probably... I don't know what LA rent is, but I'm sure you can get it for 900. Well, our good friend of the podcast, Charles, he lives in LA, and like her, she has a studio apartment. Rent situation is pretty decent there, I think. And like, yeah, if you're willing to live in a tiny house, you almost for sure be willing to live in a studio. Also a good facsimile being that she is a musician who also works odd jobs. So yeah. like a sm- more successful musician and a very well, much more talented musician. <laughs> yes, but the point is she can afford it on like Yeah, she like she some musician, she's a musician income with I was yeah. about to say waitressing or nannying or whatever they would probably have to be doing yeah. to like make ends meet. Isn't Clementine a waitress? No, she gets a job at a like a car rental, a car place. rental place. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. that's the other piece of this. Go on. They then where I am, and I haven't seen it through, and I'm guessing it doesn't come to fruition. But at the moment in time I am in the series, they are getting a divorce. We're talking about getting a divorce. They do get divorced. Yeah. Do they get back together? I don't. But that's kind of messy. It is like, unclear. That's like a season that we watched like half like video on demand at my parents and like half on oh and the thing with the on video on Hulu. demand at his parents was like the last 10 minutes are just gone <laughs> yeah so we don't know how those end also we kind of don't pay attention during the tyler and clementine bits no. so that's I a fair thing yeah it's a shame that this is what the easy money not easy but like worthwhile money one was because i was like a lot of these other characters are better <laughs> yeah. yeah they're more funny but uh these two are fine but their anyway. money situation's more interesting for sure yes they get a divorce. They do get a divorce. California is what's called a community property state, which is that a little bit hippy different. Dippy. <laughs> there's there's different ways you can. D- states can be have different laws about property. California is what's called community property, which means everything is jointly owned 50-50. Oh, okay. So um, if they split up and she has the job and Tyler doesn't. He would still be on the hook for fifty percent of this. 
Ooh. Which means Heather and Tim are paying yeah, some money. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's no way nope. to really envision him paying this that no. I can think of. Especially because he's one of those very very uh, self-important people who is like, I can't get a day job. I'm an artist. Which, like, I was briefly that person and then rent needed to happen. So, Yeah, and there's, like, no really way to get around it. Um, because... The, the sticky part about a community property state and just like divorce and this sort of thing in general is like what you would want to do in this situation is if they got divorced, whoever agreed to take on the debt, and it, it might be split 50-50, but let's say she lives in the house and takes on the whole debt because she has the higher income, which is in theory possible. Because your name is still on the agreement, they can come after you if she stops paying. They could come after Tyler if she stops paying or if she tries to defile bankruptcy. Ooh. So, like, the way to do it would be to, like, take the, all the debt and get new debt just in your name. Yeah. Right? So, in this situation, or- yeah, if they got divorced, she would get a cre- credit card and put transfer the balance to, like, one that's only in her name. But they probably can't. Because they ruined their credit, so, so she can't credit. go get a new credit card. Oh, this is boned. <laughs> so, like, there's really no way for this to get split up in a not really horribly awkward and, like, painful way. Which is mostly how Clementine and Tyler's episodes go. And divorce, just in and the real divorced. world. But, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I was trying to think through how you would do this, and it's doesn't end well. Messy. Yeah. Very messy. It does not end well. God, that makes me itchy. That makes me really itchy. Thinking about like being on the hook for something very expensive that you're no longer allowed to live in. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so itchy. Well, uh, and it's weird in this situation because you could choose to like split the property, like the, the actual house itself, but in community property state, I don't even know how they split it. Because normally, like, you can't force the other person out of it. Oh. So if you both want to live there and you can't agree to live there, you generally have to go to court to decide who's going to live there. And then they generally give it to whichever parent has kids, ha- like it has custody of the kids sure, when there's property. Sure, a dedicated place. To yeah, exactly. Sure. And then they need to stay in schools and everything else. But there's no kids in this case. Except she themselves. Has, she has the income to afford it, but it's on his parents' property. So I think what the court would probably wind up doing, because they're not known for their sensibilities, is like, give it to her, but force her to move it. Split then you have no the idea where she'd half. move it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much that. It would just really would not end well. Yuck, I hate this. I mean, is this the type of thing where, like, if the finances were healthier, like, could you buy the other party out of their portion of the debt or yes. something? Like, yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, in general, there are ways around this. Like, the you know, I'll live in it and I'll transfer all the debt to my name or something or another of that nature. Um, but again, she probably doesn't have the income to buy them out. Her credit's probably too bad to get a loan to do it. So there is like no really way to do this. Oh, I hate it. Let's never get divorced. Let's also never buy a tiny house. Okay. Let's also never be 19 again. (laughs) Is Illinois, uh, Illinois is not a community property. Oh, that works out then. Great. Cool. We do what we want. I'm leaving you. I'm packing a bag. Here's your things. Get out. You were mean to me in a dream. (laughs) Goodbye. So yeah, that's basically my way of saying, hey kids, don't ruin your life by buying anything on 10 credit cards in a day. The more you know. 
I think <coughs> if I remember the setup for that, uh, it was like they got the credit cards at like one of those like welcome to college, like here's your first credit card type. I events. believe that is now illegal. Oh. Is it? They were fucking doing it when I was. Starting. Yeah, they were doing it when I went to school too. Oh, but so I believe gross. now that is illegal. Is that like a post housing crisis adjustment? I don't like, even know if it was that so much as it was just a that's. Compl- this is an actually. You know what I think it was? Doing? I think it was a CFPB thing. A cuspif? Uh, no, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Oh sure. Is a thing that Elizabeth Warren started. Bless that was her. going after uh. like. Oh well, hold on. This story gets dark. Oh no. Was going after like payday lenders and student loan, like people who were too egregious with their rates and didn't give people the option of using federal. Sounds good. And like credit card offer. It literally, it's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It was like literally meant to stamp out like non people who were like broker dealers who commissions were too high. Like literally it was meant to go after those sort of people and Trump wanted to kill it and it's enshrined legally in a way that it's very difficult to kill. Well done, Elizabeth Warren. So he put someone in charge of it who doesn't believe it should exist, and they've basically stopped pursuing any and all actions against. This and like the guy like, who runs it has like financial interests in a payday loan like company. It's uh, maleficent the, surrounding the castle with thorns. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean it's it's literally like they couldn't destroy it because Elizabeth Warren made it too well, so they broke it from the inside, which oh, is the most fuck. horrifying thing. Uh, and it's sad because it was actually one of like the few things of like here's what it's meant to do and it's part of the government and then instead of getting all bureaucratic and bullshitty it actually just did what it was meant to do and was needed to do and was meant to do and it was doing it i have two campaign slogans for elizabeth warren one of them is hindsight 2020 and then the (laughs) other one the other one is it just fucking works (laughs) actually her current slogan that i'm hearing is I've got a plan for that, or I've got a policy for that. Oh, that's I've funny. heard both of them, and both of those I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That's cute. That's cute. She's cute. I mean, she's really running it on, I'm going to just drop all the policies first. I and hope well that thought it, at very least, at the very least, she like drops enough policies that whoever does wind up winning the nomination can just like take them and like... It does seem I to be hope people that... left, or at least to more thought out policies. Yeah. I kind of hope that we just get to chop up the top five candidates and make them into like a Voltron <laughs> we make candidate. Like a, a melange like, actually, of Democrats. Two through six. Two through six. Two through six. Cause yeah. top number one is Mr. Joe. I don't Biden in there. Uh, what about his sunglasses? Can we have his sunglasses? <laughs> he and does his, like, have good sunglasses. His growy relationship with Obama. That was That's nice. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. But Obama has not endorsed him. Ooh. I mean, uh, he hasn't endorsed. Anybody. I don't imagine. That's fair. I don't imagine. Uh, 538 is tracking a lot of major endorsements for candidates and like a couple of governors have endorsed like the major candidate from their state and that's like as prestigious as it's gotten so far and Obama's like the closest thing in the Democratic Party as is that there is to a kingmaker sure maybe Pelosi but people have mixed feelings about her I actually quite like her but people have mixed feelings about her so like her endorsement comes with some strings but Obama's is would be a hell of a get. Yeah. But he has so far mostly stayed out of the fray, which when there's 24 people running, I think is not unfair. There's a lot of people. There are a lot of people. And I think a couch. And a couch? Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about Joe Biden again? I mean, we need somewhere to put all some of those people, so. <laughs> couch. Yeah. Uh, there was, I don't even remember who it was, maybe Delaney. There was somebody like giving a speech the other day, and you, if there's, it's uh, it was trending on Reddit. He like hits a line and pauses for a pause on his speech, 
and there is none. Oh. And then he just, like, shifty eyes and keeps going, <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable for everyone involved. Is that a please clap situation? Yeah, I mean, they needed, like, one of those, like, audience signs with the flashing, like, applause. I'm like, well... Uh. You know, people tone out if you talk too long. Please clap. <laughs> I sent that to Allie about something the other day, and it was it felt so good and so bad at the same time. Like, I feel a little bad for Jeb always. One, because his like, whole campaign thing was Jeb, <laughs> and the rest of because he's Jeb Bush and he didn't fucking win. Ha-ha! <laughs> uh, Ha-ha! The world we live in is a nightmare marsh. I'm going to save my opinions on Jeb for the next episode. Oh, excellent. Yeah. We'll talk more about the filth cream on top of society. <laughs> Make Believe Money, bringing you the filth cream <laughs> in a neat little jar. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Dan. I've been Damon. Whoa. Yeah, Oh, we I don't did like it. It, it <laughs> felt totally off. <laughs> um, as always, thanks to Charles E. Miller, our composer for her music. And, uh, and catch having her. a studio in L.A. And having a studio in L.A. because it gives us a good comparison point. Uh Catch her music on Spotify, or if you live in L.A., she's doing shows there all the time, and they're great. Um, also, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. It really does help. If you've been thinking about it, please do it. It'd be great. Uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, and your f- filth cream opinions. <laughs> do you mean opinions about the filth cream, or did you just call our entire audience <laughs> you filth? filth cream? <laughs> We are the filth creamery. <laughs> oh, we uh, make filth butter. Please please email us about how uncomfortable this episode has made you. <laughs> make believe money podcast at gmail.com. Did you think about what filth cottage no, cheese stop would it. be? Oh god. <laughs> I think that's what cellulite is. <laughs> uh okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got it all. Mm-hmm.